Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. Good morning, listener and viewer. We apologize for starting a bit late today. Thank you for being with us. And with me in the studio today is a popular Abuja-based public affairs analyst and newspaper columnist, Mr. Jide Ojo. Jide, welcome to Leadership Podcast. It's a pleasure. Studio for the second time. It's a pleasure. Thanks Thank you. Man. Thank you, sir. And of course, as usual, we're going to dissect our prominent front page stories of some Nigerian dailies this morning. And as usual, we will start with Nigeria's most influential and newspaper, the leadership. The lead story on leadership this morning. PDP in Desire as several national officers speak, cites exclusion. PDP in Desire as several national officers speak, cites exclusion. Jide, are you not surprised that PDP is also having problem at the same time the governing APC is having challenge? Why? Well, it doesn't come to me as a surprise. Uh, <laughs> as a student of politics, you should expect the unexpected. Uh, PDP is not having it easy. They are losing members in groups. Uh, three governors have since moved to, uh, from uh, PDP to APC. And this doesn't all go well for them. And when you lose the governor, you lose the senators, you lose the House of Reps, you lose the State House of Assembly. And of course, we've also had uh, some members, even in states controlled by PDP, senators defecting. Look at uh, Elisha yes. in Adamawa has left the daughter of, uh, daughter of uh, David Mark yes. left Africa for ABC. Several of them, even how cheap they have been infection. Well, I, 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 so far like this, uh, the please, the, the not, not entirely surprising, but uh, if you look at the same people like who are they were deputizing officers. So uh, deputy national legal advisor, deputy financial, deputy committee, deputy auditor, deputy woman leader, deputy uh, uh, several of them. So all the seven of them are people who are deputizing. And you know, uh, Apologies to former uh, deputy governor of uh, Anambra State, uh, uh, this other state, forgotten his name, said, uh, you know, deputy governors are like starters. They are only needed when the main principal officer is not on ground. So they have uh, cited exclusion. We are also did know, we also do know that uh, future secondaries is a principal target. Uh, they award the national youth leader uh, on TV yesterday where he was saying, that's Jude Koi, uh, saying that Joseph uh, Adams must resign, otherwise he will be, and uh, many others are going to follow. So when all your executive members leave, that leaves you as a sole administrator. And I think the earlier the Earlier than PPP, uh, all this internet crisis together. Incidentally, that same yesterday, the reconciliation committee is set up in November of 20, uh, 2020. 
actually was in Ibadan on your seat, meeting with Dr. Shehibakide, trying to reconcile another worry, another factor, because I learned in the US that PDP has divided into two. There is a faction uh, of the government and then the faction belonging to Isaiah uh, Bolaru, the former deputy government to Anawa Parliament. And so, so they, they tried to reconcile them yesterday. That's uh, Senator Bukola Sanchez's father. I mean, in his team, I am former deputy senator of the president, Lia Imoki, former government president. So, by I, I think for me, uh, it is not totally unexpected that uh, when, when things like this happen, uh, I, I used to give the example of Siberia and Saudi Arabia. Uh, in politics, nobody wants to be in Siberia, which is a land with limited opportunities. You want to be in Saudi Arabia where there is limitless opportunities, where you can get contracts, you can get tickets to run, where you can get uh, nomination into different boards and all of that. So that's what it's been at But I hope they will, they will survive this crisis. Oh, oh, let's look at the riders under the, the, the list to uh, One of the riders is saying, Youth Leader calls for sack of national chairman. Just mentioned that. Secondos fires back, says some members want to avoid parties gain ahead of 2023. Do you share in this view? I don't know what the party has been beyond, <laughs> beyond the governor of uh, the state that joined them. That joined them in June last year. So, what are the gains in, in the, the actual sense? But I think the board of trustees needs to step in. Uh, and the other organs of the day. Maybe they should organize an emergency or is it the. No, convention. Convention oh. is the biggest uh, organ of the. The, the convention will need planning. Don't you think NEC can first settle some issue before you go That's if the NEC can settle it. Or BOT. Uh -huh. It's the BOT. Which is one of the The BOT is the conscience of the party. If they can yeah, yeah, try and resolve the issue, they have cited the solution. Can they look into that issue? Can they, they said they want to start their national registration. So, uh, a party divided like this will not be able to succeed. Will not get much from something. But we see. Uh, it is like what one of the rivals said. The party said we will address this. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. We can keep our fingers crossed and see what comes out of the engagement. Well, let's go to the next newspaper for the day. The sister publication of the leadership, the National Economy. Nigeria's post-oil economy faces uncertain future with factory $2.5 billion savings. Nigeria's post-oil economy faces uncertain future with factory $2.5 billion savings. Well, let, let's look at the riders. Infrastructure gap widens, mounting debt at $88 billion raise concern. Mounting debt at $88 billion raise are you not disturbed? Well, the economy as a whole is very disturbing. The owners, uh, the women is not, is very ominous. Uh, savings. Uh, who is saving this kind of economy? Uh, even at the governmental level, uh, government has borrowed to the youth. Uh, their portfolio, if you look at it, is far in excess of this uh, saving. 2.5 billion 
again, saving me sense. Very patriotic. And you know, you have the infrastructural gap, as the writer said, uh, the infrastructural gap widened. If you look at my column in the point today, uh, well, I paid a, a visit to Kogi State over the weekend. I came back uh, and I saw quite a number of federal government projects there. You know, uh, you, it's either abandoned or just going on at that pace. That is that will happen because there's no resources to fund those uh, infrastructure. Uh, I mean, even look at the Abuja Okene Road, Abuja Lokoja Road. That road was awarded by Obasanjo before he exited in 2007. If you do the maths, 2007 to date is how many years? Over 14 years. Yes, it's, it's not completed. The borrowers who could fund it couldn't complete it. Now, if you are traveling on that route, you will see at some point that you have to divert facing oncoming vehicles and all of that. So, um, how do we improve our savings? We need to be respectful. The non oil sector needs to be aware. And look, I said it. Uh, look, if we are able to resolve our computer economy, Alone. Alone. Look at the number of jobs that are doctor The direct and indirect job it will provide. This is a, when I was doing research for my article today, I, I read that the doctor idea was created in 1979, consummated in 1979. Do the maths over 40 years. We have that place as and I've passed, it's not like I read it, I've passed through Adyakuta on my way to Enugu twice. That place is comatose. You will see uh, staff quarters, very gigantic industrial complex producing nothing. I'm sure the, even the technology that was to be, that was installed there cannot, 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 cannot do it again. So they have to change the entire machinery if they are going to do that kind of uh, iron hole, metallurgy and all of that. But I just cited one, uh, if we take our solid mineral uh, sector serious, we take our agriculture serious. And uh, I think one other way about uh, the we need to improve our savings as we diversify. We should not be in a hurry to export our food, our raw materials. Process them into semi-finished or finished product. That's why you can ask significant savings or income on them. I don't know if you get my point. So what I'm saying in very is that uh, yes, this is a tourism. What you have shown uh, is, is true. Infrastructural deficit is a factory. I mean, the infrastructural gap is wide, and uh, the debt is mounting. But we are artists for us to diversify. And I pray that we are able to get out of COVID 19 because that again is a difference to our economic growth and development. But Judy, one uh, area of concern is that uh, the way you now spoke about diversification, government also oftentimes we talk about diversification, but there is no concerted effort. So, Practically, yeah, exactly. You know, talk is cheap. As he said in the local finance, talk is cheap. You, you can say you can build castles in the air, but how, how do you 
to the needful. Exactly. Action point. What are the action points? You know, we, 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 we borrow a lot, we want to fix the infrastructure, we borrow a lot. I mean, even the money, the leakages we are supposed to block, we are not successful to block those leakages. You still hear of uh, uh, one, one fund generating, revenue generating NPAs, not remitting the money to the traditional account. Is that not what led to the exit of Malawi's uh, uh, that's one agency. There are several customs, immigration, uh, FRS, and all of that. And when you hear of uh, Senate probe, House of Reps probe, where do we need to even borrow? On top of this so trillion that we stashed, stashed in all over pockets. in private, you know, in uh, agencies, uh, despite the TSA. We talked about treasury single accounts. There is no supposed to be surplus that you keep that should not be there. But you see, civil servants have found a very creative way to generate the money they spend it. They now give the they now remit very little to the federation account. So we are left to borrow it. And at the, uh, as we borrow, unfortunately, one thing worries me. I've done a couple of uh, articles in my column on this. Rate of abandonment of uh, many projects. At some point, uh, you are a journalist. At some point, during the good luck of Jonathan, we recall that Bulu uh, Engineer Bulu Committee was set up. I think as at that time, they, they did an estimate of the number of abandoned projects to be about 11,000. That was way back in 2011. Today, the number of abandoned projects possibly has tripled. So when you now abandon the project, you have tied down funds. And I have suggested, why don't we sell off some of these white elephants, the ones that are not useful, sell them off, then use the funds, the profit you make for that, to fund the completion of the extra fund. And then, why don't we do BOT, build, operate, and transfer? So you engage the private sector, they use their money to do the project and then they transfer it maybe after 50 years. Or as they currently are doing, which is commendable, asking some companies to use their funds to fix some infrastructure, then they will use their tax, tax credit, to pay back. But you need to do proper assessment so that somebody does not spend one billion to do a vote and then collect 10 billion back in tax credit. But these are options that are available to us to explore. Oh, let's move to the next newspaper from here, The Guardian. Fresh battles rage for soul of PDP APC ahead of 2023. Fresh battles rage for soul of PDP APC ahead of 2023. Of course, there are legal battles already. Because I know there are PDP members who are currently in court to challenge the leadership of which is a Congress. Remember Kasim Afeko, who has been yeah. at the loggerhead with the NWC. And just yesterday or two days ago, there are also members of the APC who are pushed to court on the validity, on the yes, on the legality or otherwise of the Boney-led Kiatika uh, Committee. No thanks to the Supreme Court judgment of last week on uh, oh, no governorship election. 
that uh, split the Supreme Court justices uh, across the middle. Uh, Governor uh, Arapoe and uh, Rotimi Akedelu escaped by the whiskers. You know, uh, the split decision four to three uh, to retain a seat over what? Uh, Section 183 of the Constitution. Uh, you have a governor, a serving governor, still doubling up as the acting national chairman of what they call capital committee chairman. And Yobe states where is the governor? But we do not have a need for full-time governor. We may appoint him as a part-time governor. Um, and, and you ask yourself, this Bunum committee, I recall that I was on a TV station to analyze uh, the import of what APC did there. They, they, they were to serve for six months. Then six months turned to one year. One year turned to now. Uh, we, we, we are in August now. It's now about, uh, about one year, two months that they've been there. And they go to stay for that. I mean, if they are done the needful, uh, uh, do the convention by December last year, a new executive would have been in place. Now, people are afraid that the, the candidacy of uh, whoever is representing APC in the government. It's very shaky because that may be a grant for the challenge in court. But uh, let's keep our fingers crossed. We do also not be mindful of the furore uh, that uh, the Congress of APC has generated. Uh, they had their World Congress over the weekend on Saturday. Uh, that was recorded in uh, the state uh, as a follow up. Uh, in Akwaibong, uh, in uh, Kano, in Rivers, in Lagos, there are allegations of imposition, allegations. And one thing quite a that surprised me is why would a party insist on consensus? It is not in sync with democracy. You want, I mean, as we say in democracy, Minority will have their say, majority will yeah, have their way. But how do you determine minority and majority in a consensus When you foisted a consensus, and you now say your own definition of consensus is majority opinion, then there is no consensus. By my own definition or understanding of consensus, it's Total. everybody, unanimous decision that this is the way we want. And you said by your party constitution, if one person disagrees, then you go into voting. You go into direct primaries, why are they not exploring that opportunity of direct primaries? Why did they force, you know, consensus arrangement over the interest? And in fact, I learned a new word uh, in Lagos uh, about the crisis in the APC in Lagos, where the PRO of Lagos APC said, those who are against the outcome of last Saturday's election will become IPPs. <laughs> and uh, in the party. yeah, they will become uh, internally displaced politicians within the party. So you know, politicians are very colorful people. And uh, but uh, I also these are the two dominant parties, and maybe that's why uh, former NHL chairman Professor Tarijaja said that we should get it, we should reject the two, uh, both of them in 2023. Of course, that has incurred the wrath of both parties. <laughs> Investigating yeah, they are two sides of the same coin. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's the, the first the other smaller parties are not helping matters. Don't, don't let them hear you say that. They are not helping matters. They, they will tell you that they are not small parties. <laughs> they are not helping matters. They just uh, represent themselves as if they are matchers. Of course, they are matchers. 
No, no, there is no asset. Because it's all about waiting for the fallout. That's why you see them when they want to do particular magistrates, they have their own last. Because those who did not win tickets in the episode, they will be their last. They will be their last. Look at what happened now in the Alaska. Yes, about uh, three, Okoko, yes. Okoko, they are the same. It's not in the candidate of ZAMP. Meanwhile, the ZAMP already had the candidate. They have to displace him. They make him an IPP. I'm afraid they are cashing out. No, I think I'm not believing that. Let's move away from Guardian to Blueprint. And of course, on the front page of Blueprint this morning, the list story is Fallout of Kumagi. Ayade Makawale's defection. Seven national officers quit as PDP crisis deepens. Now, this is the you know, current decimal. Uh, yeah, most, most of the papers actually. Even uh, though I don't know the connection between defections and these uh, people quit yesterday, because I know what they said was that which uh, seconders was not carrying them around. The governors you know, visit, you get something, you don't share with them, you know. And then they. The only part is getting depleted now. You know, from how many how many states they were in control of in 2019? They've lost three now. They gained one. They lost two. So, Patoro Danaino, as you say, in Yoruba Palace. So, it's. But I don't. I have no sympathy for people. Really. Like you said, the difference between PDP and APC is that you find between six and a half a dozen. And there are two sides of the form. And this is the same tactics that PDP have used to rule for 16 years when it was coaching from all the under the guise of government of national unity. You remember, even party national chairman of other opposition parties were incorporated. I recall that last year the AD national chairman at some point he was coaching. Even this guy, the former and uh, the second Republic uh, Speaker of South of Red. Um, not that, uh, what's his name? The House of Red Speaker in the Second Republic, who was oh, chairman of APP. Uh, okay. was okay. You know, his son was also giving appointment So, so, all of this, uh, you know, it's uh, what goes on. Well, listen, now we need to go on a short break. When we come back, shall continue our discussion on our major uh, trending stories of the day, especially the PDP crisis and the ongoing industrial action by the National Association of Residents and Doctors. Inside Nigeria, keeping you informed on what matters. what's your take on this? Ongoing industrial action by the National Association of Resident Doctors of Nigeria. This is the third date of the industrial action. Should this be happening against the backdrop of the second, third wave of the COVID 19 pandemic? You see, this is why Nigerians are regarded as very and very, you know, some people will like this country to another. A same country will not allow this kind of thing to happen. Uh, you have an MOU. The resident doctors, they were on strike last year, you pacify them, you sign them with you, and then you reimagine. The serious government does that and gets away with it. And these people, they go to the same market as well, right? they pay the same school fees as well. Right? They, 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 they. 
part of country. But we hope that good reason will prevail and then we will resolve their issues and we not allow this fight to be there. And finally, oftentimes, or in the last few years, what we have seen as we're calling this month is industrial action by medical doctors or university teachers, college of education teachers, polytechnic teachers. Uh, it's not only limited to that. There have, there have been industrial unrest uh, across board. It's just that these are the more prominent ones. Exactly. Do you know that when polytechnic lecturers went on strike, they went for over one year. Nobody even recognized We have enough graduates, so if you like, you can go on strike for the first So it tells the story why people now there is a lot of medical tourism, there is a lot of education tourism. And you know that many of these sickness diseases that could be treated in Nigeria and are put good, it's just this COVID 19 that's prevented many from traveling and from COVID. When our president is even a, also a medical tourist, uh, <laughs> what are we saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so okay, we have uh, Dr. Jerry Isogo on the line. Welcome to Leadership Podcast Studio. Thank you. Now, your, your industrial action has entered its third day today. Now, I would like you to tell Nigerians yes, yes. what are it's the issues this time around. It's unfortunate that uh, uh, the players in the ex sector are allowing this strike to, to, they allowed it in the first place and they are allowing it to be prolonged. You know, um, I don't know if you are aware uh, that this strike was on precisely, it started on the 1st of April uh, and we suspended it 10 days after because of a meeting we had with federal government where a memorandum of action was signed. You know, the memorandum of action, according to the minister, is a document that contains a timeline uh, within which the demands would have been met. Uh, because of uh, our faith and because of the, 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 the concerns we have for Nigerians, we decided to suspend our strike against the wish of our people, especially those that are affected. We were called all sorts of names. However, as responsible leaders, we felt that uh, having signed an MOU with the federal, uh, an with the federal government, we should suspend that strike. Um, today, our members have been uh, they, 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 they've been proven right that we should not have trusted the federal government. 113 days after we suspended that strike, based on the MOA signed. We are here today um, with nothing. So when we were to have the, the recent, uh, the just concluded National Executive Council meeting, we as leaders, uh, we called a pre-National Executive Council meeting where we put together these demands again and we wrote to federal government with four weeks ultimatum, having shifted it from the initially when we suspended the strike, we gave two weeks. You know, the two weeks elapsed. Two weeks was what was contained in the MOA for most of the things to have been achieved. We are following the trend. We gave two weeks because we don't want the strike. Two weeks elapsed. We tactically gave another two weeks. It elapsed again. So finally, when we knew that this National Executive Council meeting is a statutory meeting, we cannot stop it. And we know that our members were going to come there and take drastic decisions if nothing is done. We decided to meet again. We wrote to the federal government, and at this time, we gave four weeks that we, you know, coincide with the time we are going to be having the meeting, hoping that they were going to be responsible enough to to attend to those issues. Issues 
as basic as payment of salaries, issues as basic as rectifying the platform for which you pay salaries so that there will not be irregularities and there will not be accumulation of uh, uh, unpaid salaries. These issues as basic as that are not be done. Issues as basic as, you know, the, you know, I must tell you that you know, when we started this year, January, there is this uh, 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 document that came out that our junior uh, doctors, the ass officers, we need to be placed, uh, there should be a central uh, uh, placement so that they will not be roaming about the street. This policy we supported. And the MDCN, who is in charge, started, you know, in a very abysmal way. We gave all the support because our members didn't want them to start because they, they foresaw some of these challenges. But we said that we should be partner in progress. Let us support this policy because it has good intention. We support it. Since January till now, this policy, the, the way they implemented it was, you know, was abysmal. Faced with a lot of irregularity. Most of those young doctors, you know, I, I believe that most homes have doctors today. The doctors are just finished from the university. You know the challenges they face. You know, these doctors have, were left without salary for almost seven months before that, for almost four months before the initial strike started. So we, we, we suspended the strike and concert committee with us, inclusive, so that we can together solve the problem. Today, as we speak, despite you know, several meetings, despite uh, our involvement and, uh, uh, you know, uh, spending a lot of money to do that. There are still some of those people not yet paid. You know, as if that was not enough, today we have a circular coming from the head of service, removing this same group of doctors from the scheme of service. I think this is obnoxious. It is very, very, it, I think the government, the players in the health sector, they are instigating us so that this, there will not be peace in the health sector. Especially now that, the, the, you know, we are still in the COVID, the, the, the third wave of COVID has just come, on, come around. There should not be strike. But so we want journalists to help us. Ask these people in the Ministry of Health, why are they allowing doctors to go on strike? Because this strike is preventable. Agree with me that if you govern over people that are not paid salary, you cannot be allowed peace. You will be seen as if you are not you know, concerned about their welfare. And this we believe it is germane. Their complaints are germane. So we need to call on federal government. They should do the needful so that Nigerians will not suffer. That is why we are on strike. Because if we continue to keep quiet, people go into depression. People, in fact, it becomes worse because if you come to the hospital and a hungry doctor is attending to you, you cannot be satisfied. You can, a hungry person cannot treat you well. So everybody should team up together with us so that we can put this right. We should be striking for better infrastructure, not striking for salary. We should be striking for the development of the health sector in Nigeria. I heard somebody talking in the studio just now that if not for COVID, most of the elites in this country, most of the, the, the politicians, they travel abroad for treatment. Why? Because they have better infrastructure there, they have better, they have better equipment and everything for them to be treated. This is what we should be struggling for in this country because me and you don't have that enablement. Uh, 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 we don't have enough money to be traveling abroad for treatment. We cannot fly our parents abroad for treatment. So we, we that are staying here, we should make the exit better. And so, 
those that cannot do they cannot do what they should do in the that are managing the exit of nigeria it is high time all of us come together and ask that they should step aside dr jerry without prejudice to your demands or request now the cost of this matter as you just said is that nigerians will not suffer i think that should be uh, the point of our interest so how far can yes. you go I, I am telling you that we don't want nigeria to suffer so before so you ask me to what it told you so we should all face the people that let that, that, that allow this fight to hold we should call them to order i think that is one of your job call them ask them are these people mad are they just on the street because they want to go on the street ask them questions somebody that you are owing six seven months salary to continue to work as we speak in some of the states in this country, some doctors have been owed 19 months salary, 10 months salary, 6 months salary, 4 months salary, respectively. Abia State, Imo State, Ondo State, and Equity State. Are these people living in this country? They go to the same market, they have children in the same school that you have. As you are there in the studio, will you continue to work if you are not paid 2-3 months salary? I think talk is cheap. We should not face the people that cause this strike. We know the truth. Let us ask them questions. As you say for me to be on this studio, call the Minister of Health, call those that are managing the sector to come and explain why the doctors are on strike. All right, Dr. Jerry, finally, has the government approached you once again for a roundtable talk about this ongoing industrial action? I think they have, they have, they have, they have, they have, we have not heard from them. Uh, do for, the we have past to for the past yes, three Yes. That's serious. All right, Dr. Jerry Igosu, Secretary General of the National Association of Resident Doctors of Nigeria. We need to allow you to go. Thank you for your time. Thank you very much. Today, you can hear from your assistant. It shows a lot. Is it not a failure on the part of Nigerians who don't interrogate? As you imagine, this is not even Moses, man. This is the mouth of the man, <laughs> the main man involved. You know, Nigerians are watching their listing. You see, when, when some of us, uh, when we uh, criticize the government, it seems like maybe we are paid agent provocateur yeah. and that uh, we are doing an actual job. I don't know why a government will go into a memorandum of action and nine months, one and 13 days after, you will not deem it fit to honor those. So even in the in the in the issue of uh issue of Nigeria award analysis is where one of the analysts say Nigeria should ask even the so-called money and donations that the federal government of Nigeria received uh, from corporate created individuals, uh, international donors, and the spending. The current Moderna vaccine that we have received was donated to us by US. The previous one was by Cobas, uh, that, that was also a donation by I think European Union or something. So if we had all of this and we are we have huge budgetary allocation including the current uh, supplementary budget that was signed to the president a couple of weeks ago can't we solve this problem why will a medical doctor work for nine months 16 months 19 months without getting paid and now the, the man uh, doctor, uh, the so doctor was talking about 
how with a doctor that is hungry treat a patient well? And that's why you see them cutting corners. Some of them are working in more than two, three places. They are in government hospital in the day, at night they are in private uh, hospitals to earn a living. So, somebody who has not had sufficient rest, I will really hear you out to even know the kind of diagnosis to make up your illness. Because they are. And we see the way these people are treated abroad. You know the number. You know that somebody gave me a statistic about 10 years ago that number of work, number of doctors in US alone is about 30,000. Nigerian doctors working in the US, practicing in the US, not even those who go to US to take on other many jobs. You know, there are also people like that who just migrated and said, look, I don't want to do any other qualifying exam. I will just find something else to do. But those who are practicing are over 20,000 Nigerians working. Okay. Look at that. The, the guy, one of the Oguagu, uh, uh, who was a part of the Pfizer Biotech team that discovered that uh, discovered vaccine for COVID-19, is a Nigerian. He, he was a son of a professor in Nigeria. He was he was trained in uh, I think either uh, uh, UNN or maybe uh, Calabar. So, but instead of us to even be able to produce vaccine that other African countries come back, we are at the mercy of the Now we are in the country. We allow the doctors to go strike. You had when the man said that government has not even called them for discussion. That means they can as well go. That means they are calling their talk. They gave four months, they gave four months, I mean four weeks of notice that they are going to go on strike. The government did not dimit it. We have two ministers in that estimate. Uh, Senator Norman Mora and uh, this is the both of them senators, both of them uh, former governors. Uh, no, one is a former governor. So why are they treating like that? Like it's not the people who are on the streets and protest and there is a law of shooting that we know that we are in the case in, in a serious problem in Nigeria. This resident doctor strike is a no-no for me. It's a thumbs down for this administration. I think it's also one. important that Dr. Jerry Call on Nigerians to call out the people who are responsible. Yes, for we this. should call them it out. It's left for us. It's very unfortunate. On that note, we come to the end of this edition of uh, Inside Nigeria for today. Keep it in with us tomorrow for another interesting edition. Thank you, Chide, uh, for being with us. Always a pleasure. Chide Ojo is an Abuja based public affairs analyst and a columnist. And here remains for the Bye bye for now. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.